0: now America's number one show on pop culture and politics this is the Michael Medved show and another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth and a great Friday in this great nation it is the Friday right before Hanukkah just a close to right before Christmas we have a ways to go But Hanukkah starts on Sunday night. People have profound misconceptions about uh, that particular holiday. Some of them uh, well cleared away in a piece today in the Wall Street Journal, which we will get to. We will also talk about the uh, big new controversy about not dinner guests, but about party guests at a Christmas party at the home of Matt Schlapp and Mercedes Schlapp, who uh, are... A very dynamic, conservative uh, couple. Uh, He is the head of the Conservative Political Action Committee. And uh, guess what? There is a trouble for Justice Kavanaugh because, shockingly, he came to the party. What exactly is supposed to be wrong with that? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about all of the controversy and hysteria about the release of thousands of JFK assassination documents. Does it show any new revelations that should change uh, the, the conclusion, which has been reached again and again and again and again, that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone and that he was a deranged nut, and uh, not an agent for some other massive conspiracy. We will get to that here on The Medved Show. There's a big new movie starring Margot Robbie, who is one of the most admired and uh, most striking actresses in the world today. Uh, And Brad Pitt. And it is about the golden days of Holly Weird. And yes, the film is somewhat weird. It is called a uh, Babylon. We will get to that later in the show. And uh, uh, much more, including a, a lesbian who is erased and basically talk about being erased and canceled. Uh, she's actually been sentenced to prison for saying that trans women cannot become lesbians. Okay, really? Uh, We will cover that particular case as well on The Michael Medved Show. But first off, a story from CNN, which is just unbelievable. Uh, A request by Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky to share a message of world peace prior to kick off at the World Cup final on Sunday has been rebuffed by FIFA. A uh, source told CNN the source said Zelensky's office is offering to appear in a video link to fans in the stadium in Qatar ahead of the game and was surprised by the negative response it's unclear if Zelensky's message would be live or taped we thought FIFA wanted to use its platform for the greater good the uh, source said however talks between Ukraine and the sports governing body are still underway, the source added. CNN has reached out to FIFA for comment, but it did not immediately respond. The big championship game, the final game, will be between France, which is the defending champion, and Argentina, which is uh, leaving out some of the upstarts and uh, long shots, particularly Morocco, which we're getting a great deal of attention. Morocco will be in a game to determine who gets rated third in the world. Talks between Ukraine and the uh, sports governing body are still underway. CNN has reached out uh, to FIFA for comment, but they did not immediately respond. The request is unsurprising. Kyiv has repeatedly tried to use major world events, regardless of their theme, to keep the global spotlight on the war in Ukraine. Zelensky has appeared via video at everything from the Group of 20 Nations Summit to the Grammy Awards and the Cannes Film Festival. He's also done interviews and conversations with a diverse array of journalists and famous entertainers, including Sean Penn and David Letterman, employing the charm and media savvy he developed in the entertainment industry. He was an actor before becoming a politician to uh, rally support from Ukraine. Look, given the level of bloodshed and horror, and there really is a great deal of horror going on in the Ukraine, and the attempts by Russia now to attack primarily civilians and to make this winter not a holiday season but a hell on earth for the Ukrainians for the crime of defending their own country, that, it seems to me, is uh, uh, so appalling And so necessary to remind the world about because it is connected to the world of sports. Is it purely an accident somehow that Brittany Griner was actually arrested by Putin's regime just days before he ordered the initial invasion of Ukraine? She made a comment today announcing that she's going to be returning to playing in the WNBA where she talked about the need to actually go forward and get paul wellen released who has been held by the russians for four years and uh, again any kind of pressure against russia identifying russia as a rogue nation that uh, totally violates the core principles that otherwise unite humanity that seems to me appropriate. Look, it's also appropriate that today there were a, a huge number of documents that were released concerning the JFK assassination, but uh, th- that those documents do not appear to provide any new uh, information. The National Archives yesterday released thousands of pre- previously classified documents. Collected as part of the government review into the 1963 assassination of John F. Kennedy, the cache of over 13,000 documents, and no, none of them were found at Mar-a-Lago, is the second of two JFK assassination-related document dumps that President Joe Biden ordered last year when the White House postponed a public release because of the COVID-19 pandemic. The profound national tragedy of President Kennedy's assassination continues to resonate in American history and in the memories of so many Americans who were alive on that terrible day. This is from the White House in a memorandum sent yesterday. Meanwhile, the need to protect records concerning the assassination has weakened with the passage of time. It is therefore critical to ensure that the United States government maximizes transparency by disclosing all information in records concerning the assassination, except when the strongest possible reasons uh, counsel otherwise. What are those possible reasons? Well, when you read this material, the possible reasons that would hesitate, lead hesitation in just releasing everything have to do with methods of intelligence gathering that were very important against russia because lee harvey oswald of course had lived in russia he's one of those very rare americans who had defected to russia and he was off and on serious about communist ideology um while no documents remain fully redacted or withheld according to the cia the small percentage of information that remains blacked out would currently do identifiable harm to intelligence operations, according to the spokesperson. Those records, they said, consist primarily of internal administrative records collected to provide the JFK Review Board with background on the CIA to help the board understand, for example, CIA sources, methods, terminology, cover, and tradecraft. In other words, if you believe that the CIA has an important role in the world, and it manifestly does if you look at the world right now and the dangers of Russia and China and Iran and North Korea, uh, yes, we need our intelligence agencies. And yes, despite the fact that many people resent the organization, we do need an FBI. Uh, meanwhile, some uh, unanimity building up on Republican side of things about a uh, one aspect of the Trump campaign that has generated uh, some enthusiasm, well, some enthusiastic controversy. We will get to that and more coming up on The Medved Show. 1-800-955-1776. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. Now's the time to... I love those J-I-N-G. jeremy it's it's remarkable it's when you say j-i-n-g-l-e bells they're glee bells right g-l-e uh, if you make it a long e it's uh, glee bells as in joy and glee that everybody should feel this holiday season uh, with uh, so many fascinating stories uh, popping up uh, everywhere Uh, there is a one a syndicated column by a woman named Lisa Jarvis who uh, writes for Bloomberg and she uh, points out that uh, the research is still evolving but the decline in teen drinking which is kind of a reassuring thing to a lot of parents especially in this holiday season likely stems from a mix of policies and public health campaigns. The same level of effort, she writes, should be applied to discouraging teen cannabis use and quickly. A new study that looked at calls to poison centers in the U.S. over the course of two decades adds to the growing evidence that more adolescents and teens are turning to cannabis over alcohol. Wasn't that supposed to be a good thing? Uh, Well, it isn't. The researchers found a gradual decline in alcohol-related calls since 2010, but a steady rise in cannabis uh, cases from 2010 to 2017. Since 2017, uh, cases have spiked. There was a particular rise in um, cases of misuse of edible products, says Adrienne Hughes, an emergency medicine physician at Oregon who led the study. That's at Oregon Health and Science University. Unlike smoking weed, which gives an immediate high, uh, edibles take longer to kick in and have more unpredictable highs, making it easier to overuse. And the the evidence is so obvious of the dangers from uh, all of this. And uh, the, the idea that uh, uh, people are paralyzed by big weed uh, the power of the marijuana industry and the growing marijuana industry and the tremendous desire to say that uh, weed and that cannabis is a source of uh, harmless fun or pain relief or whatever it it is important that people uh, take a look at some of the um, more scientific and balanced views of this particular subject Concerning the Kennedy assassination, uh, there are some people who have commented on the fact that there is still material that is blocked out. And uh, one of the things that Larry Sabato says, and uh, Larry Sabato has um, actually written about this a great deal. He wrote a book called The Kennedy Half-Century the presidency assassination and lasting legacy of John F Kennedy he uh, he commented that there may be some quote hidden gems throughout the document release but there wouldn't be anything that changes what happened that day in 1963 it's not going to change a story he said of the newly declassified documents it's not I guarantee you he added that if people are looking for proof to back up conspiracy theories that Oswald did not act alone in killing Kennedy or that the CIA was somehow involved they won't find that here the truth is not that Oswald was part of a conspiracy to kill Kennedy said the truth is that this assassination was preventable and could have been prevented and should have been prevented if the CIA and the FBI were doing their jobs really that's it now that's serious But you're not going to find the names of other conspirators in here Uh, one of the things about the fbi at the time is the fbi of course as people know today and it's in the news all the time the fbi is part of the justice department and it's under the control of the attorney general and the attorney general at that time was someone who was less likely than any human being on the planet to seek John Kennedy's assassination It was his brother Robert Kennedy and the the idea of the conspiracy theories involving the FBI and J Edgar Hoover and the CIA and Alan Dulles who had been fired as head of the CIA none of none of this makes any sense at all Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what what does make sense it seems to me is the uh, the the idea that there is a tremendous controversy that has arisen in a great deal of harsh press concerning the supreme court i mean right now the supreme court has been taking such a beating in terms of public criticism and uh, so much of it undeserved and some of it perhaps deserved but the latest is there's a headline in Forbes, and Forbes is not usually thought of. It's, it's still run by Steve Forbes, frequent guest on this show. Uh, the Forbes headline says, Brett Kavanaugh attends conservative Hollywood, holiday party. Latest Supreme Court justice caught cozying up with partisans. So why is this horrific? Uh, The top line, they say, is Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's attendance at a holiday party over the weekend hosted by the head of the Conservative Political Action Committee uh, coalition is coming under fire for potential ethical violations, the latest in a string of appearances in recent months by Supreme Court justices at conservative allied events that have raised concerns about their judicial impartiality. Uh, Kavanaugh attended CPAC chairman Matt Schlapp's holiday party, Politico reported Saturday, which also was attended by controversial right-wing activists like Matt Gates, who previously came under investigation for potential sex trafficking violations. And and they have a, another more list of conservative dignitaries, including Sean Spicer and Stephen Miller, who was uh, the one of the principal speechwriters for President Trump, he still is, uh, and the the idea that that this represents some kind of violation—it's a holiday party, for goodness sake—and everybody in Washington is—is is Matt Schlapp, who works for the Conservative Political Action Coalition, is he required to have a balanced guest list? if he's going to invite any members of the supreme court who he might know and uh, can we remember that Brett Kavanaugh actually he met his wife during a time when he worked in the bush white house that was the second president bush and uh, he has a background as a republican just as Ruth Bader Ginsburg if you remember her the idolized Ruth Bader Ginsburg was national head of the uh, The American Civil Liberties Union, for goodness sake, and yet uh, not attacked at any point in her career for bias. Uh, We will get to that and more coming up on the Medved Show. The Michael Medved Show. (laughs) Michael Medved Show, uh, breaking news. Uh, CNN is reporting that uh, the rioter at the front of a mob that chased U.S. Capitol Police officer Eugene Goodman up flights of stairs. Almost everyone's seen that video. uh, That was right near the Senate chamber on January 6, 2021, has been sentenced to five years behind bars. Uh, Douglas Jensen who prosecutors said was one of the first 10 rioters to enter the Capitol during the attack, was convicted by a jury in September of each of the seven charges he faced, including obstruction of an official proceeding and assaulting a police officer. He also should be charged with incredible stupidity, because one of the things that is very visible on the tape, very audible on the tape, is... um, As he was actually attacking the Capitol building he was yelling very excitedly we're gonna take the White House we're gonna take the White House come on the Capitol building doesn't really look that much like the White House and uh, they are separated by a couple of miles and uh, actually and by separated as a whole different branch of government Uh, in any event Five years for uh, Douglas uh, Jensen, and uh, this will probably not go to the Supreme Court. And who do you think, which liberal do you think attacked the Supreme Court in these words? The Supreme Court has lost its honor, prestige, and standing, and has become nothing more than a political body, with our country paying the price. Shame on them. Jeremy you know who said that Donald Trump (laughs) do you know why he because the Supreme Court refused to intervene to prevent the uh, House Ways and Means Committee from getting hold of Trump's tax records which is one of the many 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 lawsuits that is keeping all kinds of attorneys busy and occupied uh, representing uh, President uh, Trump but part of the the idea about the Supreme Court and uh, that, uh, that Brett Kavanaugh has to be castigated and apologize because he attended a party that had lots of prominent conservatives in it. Uh, first of all, most parties in Washington uh, are going to be either liberal or conservative. They're either going to be red or blue. There are people who have uh, a nonpartisan, bipartisan group of friends. And uh, obviously one person in Washington who is like that is Joe Lieberman, who had very close friends in, in the U.S. Senate who were strong conservatives like uh, 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 Lindsey Graham, uh, and, uh, and, and then had other friends in the U.S. Senate who were on the liberal side of things and there are people well (laughs) uh kirsten cinema famously goes both ways uh i mean i'm not trying to make some crude lewd remark but uh she by the way when you talk about her going both ways she took out papers today filed papers to run for re-election as an independent and then announced she hasn't decided whether she's going to run or not um which i think indicates a certain amount of confusion but the the one thing about Brett Kavanaugh attending this party they they make a big deal of the fact that Matt Gates was there Matt Gates has all kinds of illegal alle- allegations against him the allegations aren't illegal the the allegations are about illegality like crossing state lines with uh, underage women and things of that nature this will very, very rarely come uh, before the Supreme Court, and almost certainly never will. And the idea that a um, uh, that that attending a, a holiday party at Matt Schlapp's house, in which uh, Matt Gates, another Matt, is actually going to be one of many, many, many participants. Hardly indicates a requirement that Justice Kavanaugh now recuse himself. Now, this is very, very different from the sorts of charges that are made against Ginny Thomas. Uh, Look, first of all, Ginny Thomas, how how did she, quote, get away with it? When I say get away with it, she was an active member of the uh, Trump effort to overturn the election and you may not agree with that I don't agree with it do I approve of it I don't approve of it but she is the wife of a justice who said that he has not discussed the matter with her and whether he did or he did not it is one of the principles of modern feminism isn't it that a, a woman can be independent of her husband and pursue independent now if if Clarence Thomas if a sitting member of the judiciary had sent some of those communications and had been as deeply involved in trying to overturn the election as his wife Ginny was it would be a different matter but uh, the um, they have this here about uh, and Forbes about Justice Amy Coney, Coney Barrett and it said she attended a birthday party in June one day after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade for a law partner at Jones Day. The New York Times reported one of the largest law firms in the U.S. that's also drawn scrutiny for its ties to the GOP, representing former President Donald Trump in his presidential campaigns and helping spur what the Times described as a judicial revolution that has reshaped the federal judiciary to be more conservative. Okay, again... Isn't this uh, a bit of crazy guilt by association? And this is not a situation. People say, well, how come people were so upset about uh, President Trump inviting a yay and his buddy Nick Fuentes uh, to Mar-a-Lago? Because (laughs) they weren't – they're not liberals or conservatives. They're kooks. They're people with no political following or importance or significance. Who are known primarily for their racist extremism and uh, their anti-Semitism, and that is a very, very different situation than going to a party in which a number of conservative luminaries made their appearance. Uh, there is a, um, actually, a, a very reassuring and important piece. Uh, by a scholar named Daniel Frost. He's from Brigham Young University, uh, of course, the nation's leading uh, campus uh, based upon the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons. But uh, it, uh, it talks about traditional marriage getting some respect. Why? How? From where? Uh, They're talking about getting respect from the president, which is surprising because Joe Biden was the first person in the Obama administration to call publicly for changing the definition of marriage. Uh, Getting respect from the president, from the Congress, and yes, even from the Supreme Court. In what sense does traditional marriage get some respect we will get to that on the Medved show we uh, will also talk about the real message and meaning of Hanukkah and uh, we'll be reviewing a, a big movie that has a semi biblical title it's called Babylon and people know of course that Babylon was the source of the first sack of the temple in jerusalem the temple that was later rebuilt and reclaimed by the maccabees in the hanukkah story uh we will get to all of that if you want to join the conversation 1-800-955-1776 and oh yes uh the senate voted last night and it was very important vote. Not getting a lot of attention because it's not too much of a surprise. What they vote on, we'll tell you. Coming up. More of Michael Medved in a moment. Show The um, members of Congress, uh, the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House, will be home for Christmas, uh, some of them uh, preparing to leave the Congress of the United States. Of course, there is a change in the House of Representatives that's going over to Republican control from Democratic control. But last night, uh, there was a bipartisan vote in the U.S. Senate with the votes they needed to uh, pass a continuing resolution to keep the government operating. It would have shut down. We would have had one of those utterly meaningless and uh, usually counterproductive government shutdowns. We would have had that tonight at midnight if they hadn't passed this resolution. Now they have all the time in the world to uh, go to December 23rd. It's a week from today. And uh, they have between now and December 23rd to try to pass a longer-term budget. Uh, There's an email that came in from uh, David in Washington who said, so let me get this straight. It's worse to stop funding a government which spends 80 percent on fraud, waste, and abuse than it is to ensure that we actually pass a budget instead of 20 years of continuing resolutions. Uh, We actually have passed Uh, a budget. They put in continuing resolutions when they can't reach agreement on actually passing one. And the continuing resolutions simply mean that you continue to spend on the same level you have. You don't move the money back and forth between the various departments. And David, I would just take a look, and I haven't looked at this this week, and it changes every day. It changes every week, certainly, every month, certainly. But it, it hasn't changed fundamentally in terms of what the government spends its money on. And you can say it's all on fraud, waste, and abuse. Uh, most of the money the government spends right now is on paying out Social Security. And you may say, well, wait a minute, don't they have a a little lockbox somewhere that they uh, have that everybody's Social Security that they've paid during their lifetime? And you pay Social Security every week. You pay Social Security whenever you pay taxes. It's deducted from uh, your taxes, usually, from your paychecks usually. Uh, in, In any event, that money has not been saved. It started back in the Johnson administration. People spent it to prevent the government uh, from going further into debt when it was going further into debt actually to its own citizens and uh, right now in terms of spending entitlements social security and medicare and the rest of it some of it i think is is dubious i don't think we should be spending the huge amounts of money we do on things like school lunches we certainly shouldn't be spending it on student loan forgiveness for people who haven't paid off their college loans from which they personally benefited but to say 80 percent is on fraud waste and abuse and we also just passed and the congress did pass this together with a uh, retraction of the uh, vaccine mandate for the u.s military they passed uh, over eight hundred billion dollars which is a significant chunk of government spending they spent uh, passed over eight hundred billion dollars in military funds Uh, and obviously if you're going to believe that things that there is a majority of what the government does is fraud waste and abuse then uh, what I'd be interested in is What it is you think, David, needs to be done to eliminate that idea that the overwhelming majority of government money is spent uh, and wasted. Uh, We also, uh, and this uh, came in from William in California, he was responding to a clip that we played from a pastor in Mississippi named Vaughn. Who was opposed to the way that we elect our senators now? And it's all, all these states elect the senators the same way because we have a 13th Amendment to the Constitution that passed, pardon me, the uh, 17th Amendment to the Constitution, which passed in 1913. And um, William in California says, Michael, I sympathize with the person from Georgia. It's actually a um, pastor from Mississippi and he says living in California I don't believe conservatives can ever win here or any other state that has huge urban areas people's needs and wants are different it's a matter of culture not politics what do you think well what I think is this is that every every state is a mix of rural areas and uh, and, and urban areas and they're very different And one of the reasons that uh, it used to be before the Supreme Court intervened, and this, I think, is one of the most mistaken Supreme Court decisions ever, it used to be that states were arranged very much like the federal government, that you would have a state House of Representatives where it was broken down by population and you would have different districts that would have approximately the same proper population. And then you'd have a state Senate where every county would get one senator and I remember growing up I was always amused by the fact that uh, it just seemed so bizarre in California you had a place like Siskiyou County which is in Northern California which had a few thousand people literally not more than a hundred thousand in the whole county and then you had LA County which today has what 14 15 million And it used to be that L.A. County only got one state senator. And uh, that uh, state senator for years was uh, named Richard Richards. And he had these stupid ads that said, be sure, vote Richards. Be doubly sure, vote Richard Richards. And, uh, okay, and so he represented all of L.A., And the reason that states had done that kind of difference between the state House of Representatives and the state Senate was precisely to balance the urban power of a brute force. Um, And and this is what the Great Compromise, what was called the Connecticut Compromise, was about in the Constitutional Convention back in 1787. So I – I'm sympathetic with that, but that doesn't mean going back to uh, electing our senators by the state legislature. In other words, if you do that, you you run the real risk of saying that a senator doesn't represent the majority of uh, the population of the state. He represents a majority of the politicians and maybe politicians of one side or another. And by the way, it wouldn't even make the kind of difference restoring uh, power to rural areas because in a, a court decision in 1961, I think it was Baker versus Carr, they overturned the ability of state governments to apportion themselves the way we apportion the federal Congress in Washington, D.C. In other words, now the idea that L.A. County would get the same uh, representation in the state Senate as Siskiyou County, it's no longer constitutional. At least that is what the uh, uh, Supreme Court has decided. Uh, When we come back, we're going to be speaking to uh, Paul Kangor, who – basically talks a little bit about this question of representation, the problem of 50 percent. Uh, why is it that Republicans are blocked, so it seems, in the Trump era from getting an actual majority of the uh, of the popular vote? Uh, George Bush, George W. Bush, was the last president, Republican candidate for president, to win a majority of the popular votes but what is wrong with the republican party if it can't even aim at that goal and uh, we'll also talk a little bit about some of the uh, uh, uh new names who are now coming into the presidential consideration with the great mentioner whoever that great mentioner is uh, Mark Tyson, a former speechwriter for George W. Bush, has actually suggested a name that I hadn't even heard in a presidential context before. But it's a, a guy with a remarkable background and who seems to make a great deal of sense—a um, congressman, member of the House. Can a member of the House actually run for president and win? Well, it's happened, but rarely. We will get to that and to much more uh, coming up in This Greatest Nation on God's Green Earth.